Welcome to our first college conversation. Um, This is just a podcast where we're going to get the chance to um, help particularly juniors and seniors in high school maybe learn a little bit more about what to expect in college. And in order to do that, we're bringing in some um, top grade college experts. Uh, First on our panel this morning, we have uh, Sandra Baggett and Zoe Wheat. Um, Can you guys each... So Sandra, let's start with you. Introduce yourself and then tell us your college experience. What college you went to, how long you were there, etc. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I went to Barry and I was there four and a half years. Four and a half, nice. Yes. And it was different because I didn't live on campus. Right. So it was a little harder than living on campus. Yeah. And... I changed majors in the middle of it, too. Yes, you did. Can you tell us what you changed from and to? So I started as an education major, Mm -hmm. and then I changed to religion. Religion. Yeah, basically the same thing. That's okay. Okay, and we'll talk about that more. All right, Zoe, go ahead. Um, So I go to West Georgia. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. and um, hopefully graduating in 2023, so four years. And what year are you at West Georgia? Um, I just finished freshman year. So you just finished your first year, and now you're good. Are you you a sophomore technically, literally, or like based on credits, or are you Um, further? I'm a sophomore Mm year-wise and junior credit-wise. Okay, because of APs in Mm -hmm. in high school? Okay, Mm -hmm. gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Well, let's talk. Okay, let's do – those are actually two really good things. So Sandra, first of all. So I went to Georgia Southern, and I was there for four and a half years. I graduated in December of 12. Um, and my freshman year when I was there, a lot of people were talking about how four is, you know, graduating in four years is, is certainly a good thing, but it's not bad to graduate later. Is there a particular reason you went four and a half? I changed majors at the mm-hmm. end of my junior year. Dang. So I had... <laughs> senior year and then I thought I was gonna have to be there a whole other year yeah but because I took summer classes I could graduate in December so you took summer classes to help kind of speed that process (laughs) up okay okay any any kind of advice or words of consolation for so you let's say you've got juniors and seniors who the game plan is four years to graduate but as we all know like life changes like the Thomas Rhett song obviously um but any any you know words of kind of comfort about like that that's okay it's it's you know or something like that um taking summer classes helps speed that process up but mm-hmm. it's hard to take summer classes and be able to do like summer camps and yeah. going on vacation with your family and that kind of stuff because it messes that up but I freaked out when I thought I was going to have to stay another year, Mm -hmm. but then it made me realize, okay, I can take my time with this and do well in these classes instead of freaking out and it being harder and stressing myself out because I had a longer time to do it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I got, so I was there, I got misadvised. Um, You're only, and we'll talk about advisement as we get in here, but and anytime I type while you guys talk, I'm listening, you have just keyed me into another question that I want to ask. Um, but I, you were at Georgia Southern for my major, you only had to take like two PE credit hours, and I ended up taking like nine. I um, took four. You took four? Yes. Yeah. No one told me that I was supposed, that there was like, that if the, the more I took, the more time. Like I just, yeah. I've never, you know, when, you, when you're in high school, everything pretty much is regimented. And then in college, there is a schematic for you to take, but no one's, you know, tying you down to take that. And so I, but I got misadvised and actually ended up being there a half semester longer than I would have. But it ended up working out for the good. But, but I guess that's the first thing is graduating in four years is, is great. There's nothing wrong with four years. But more and more we're seeing as life gets in the way or as things happen, students are going longer. And, I mean, would you say, I mean, that's okay, I think. Yeah. That's, not, that's not a bad thing. So it's, it's okay, you know, to have that kind of like existential crisis when you realize it. But mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not a bad thing per se. No. Right? Yeah, I would think so. Um, Zoe, you talked about you took APs in high school. And as a result of that, you didn't have to, you're further along mm-hmm. credit-wise. 
So is that how that works with APs? Yeah, so um, I came in with about 27 credits or something like that. Okay. So um, almost three credits of like one class of finishing freshman year. Yeah. So I, I could have finished in three years, but I didn't want to finish that fast. Mm. So especially being a math major and taking those math classes, God I wanted to spread them all out. So now I'm taking mm. four years. And I don't have anything over 15 hours after this semester. So when you which is s- super nice. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I bet. When so when you say you wanted to spread it out, that's what that means is mm-hmm. basically not, basically just taking less than 15 mm-hmm. per semester. And if you do that, that allows you to go for mm-hmm. four years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you? So you. All right. So juniors and seniors in high school listening, mm-hmm. taking some AP courses. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? Do you recommend um, burn as much as you can? Take it slow. Don't do it. A little bit I, both. I liked AP. I was kind of stuck in APs beginning yeah. high school, so it didn't really <laughs> matter if I liked it or not. Yeah. But um, I think a few of the classes, like most of my AP classes, were harder than the core classes I just finished up. Most say that again. Sorry. So like most of my AP classes I took in high school were hmm. harder. Then yeah. the core classes I just took, like finishing up freshman year. Wow. So it really does, like, DE does the same thing. I feel like it really does prep you, dual enrollment. DEO, dual enrollment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, forget. No, but, that's okay. Um, that's okay. I feel like it helps. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. So, you, so just, just so I'm clear, so you took AP classes, mm-hmm. but dual enrollment is a separate thing? Yeah. So, okay. like, you either take it an AP class through your high school or a dual enrollment class through a local college. And you did both of those things? I only took APs. I had one DE, but it mm. wasn't. Okay. But AP is kind of the same thing as dual enrollment yeah, in terms of... Yeah, you get the same credit got it. amount. Got um, it. It just depends on what route you go. Gotcha. So for you, AP was helpful in mm-hmm. that it, like, study habits and that sort of thing? or Yeah. Um, I would say so. Yeah. Just learning the material more in depth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having some difficult stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always nice, too, when, like... So I went to a school in Atlanta, and when I graduated, it, like I found oftentimes Georgia Southern was not, like college was not as hard as mm-hmm. some of the high school yeah, classes that I had taken. And that was nice. I mean, because that's kind of it. Like, yeah. after, like if you, when you're done with college, but gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Did you do AP at all, Sandra? Or No, but I wish <laughs> I had done dual enrollment. You wish you had done dual enrollment? Yes. Why? Now, why is that? Just to be more prepared hmm. because... I feel like our merch, prepared me in some ways, but then in other ways, like writing a paper, mm-hmm. I was clueless. Mm-hmm. And so going into college and not knowing how to write a college level paper yeah. was really hard. Yeah. And it could have gotten some credits out of the way Yeah. that hmm. I could have taken it somewhere else. It would have been easier than taking it Barry. That was right. ridiculously hard. And yeah. it's cheaper. Yes. If you take it in high school, you don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. So dual enrollment is cheaper. So like, just as an example, English 1101, if you went to college, it would cost this much money. But if you dual enroll, it's actually a little bit cheaper. It's free. Yeah. Really? I think they're about to do away with that. But at Highlands, it's a lot cheaper to take like an English class or a math class or Mm -hmm. something like that that'll transfer. Even if you do it on your own and not through the high schools, then going to school and doing it. Mm -hmm. I'll be darn. Okay. Yeah, I think they might be getting rid of it too. Yeah. So, okay, well, on, tell, what high schools did you guys go to? Sandra, you went to? Armerchi. You went to Armerchi and Zoe, you went to? Model. Model, okay. Sandra, you brought up an interesting point. So what I like to do with you guys is, is bring in two different college students who are in fairly different college experiences. You know, Sandra, you're much older, like in college experience, you've graduated. Zoe, you're still just kind of starting out per se, even though you're technically like a senior or whatever. Um, but like, and then Zoe, you have... Now, did you move away for college to West Georgia? So you moved away, but Sandra, you stayed here. So, you know, at PVN especially, we have kind of a mixture. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, you know, Brindley Ritchie going to UGA, Kaylin Kaufman staying here to go to Shorter. So let's talk about that for just a little bit. So Sandra, you stayed here for, because your dad works at Barry, right? Yes. Um, You stayed here for your, I think, did you ever live on campus? No. So you lived at, all right, tell us maybe why you did that um and just kind of talk about is that something you recommend is that something you like ups and downs stuff like that 
in some ways it was easier because we didn't have to pay for me to live on campus. Right. But it's cheaper, right? Yep. It was harder because like if I needed to study for a test, I couldn't just leave the library and walk to my dorm. I had yeah. to drive all the way home. Yep. And having eight AMs was really hard because mm. then you'd have to drive all the way there and there's never parking on campus. So yeah. you'd have to walk all over campus or drive all over trying to find a spot. Mm-hmm. But it was easier knowing that when I graduated I wasn't gonna have to pay to yeah. live on like pay that money back or anything like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you don't exactly live close to Barry per se no. you live like it was like 30 minutes 30 minutes yeah so it is yeah that's one thing I know students that live at home it's obviously the financial gain mom and dad I think are very happy yeah. if you can do that and I don't think they're they're gonna complain about having their kid around a little bit longer um, so financially it's helpful all right well I mean the question looking back if you had to do it over again, would you do it the same? Would you do it differently? I probably would have tried to stay on campus my senior year. Okay. Just because my classes were harder and there were more things that you had to do with a group. Mm. And it was kind of hard to do with a group yeah. and have to be the one to leave because yeah. you had to drive home and mm. you couldn't just walk to your dorm. Yeah, yeah. And this was when you were in religion at this point, right? Yes. Okay, okay. All right, so Zoe, you have left home, mm-hmm. right? Tell us a little bit about, like, let's talk for just a minute about some basic stuff. So if you can, mm-hmm. if this is even the right way to say this, walk us through the emotion the emotions behind like move-in day and leaving mom and dad or they leaving you and that sort of thing so first of all what is moving day like at West Jeezy what happens there at West Georgia so um me and my roommate Abby we actually um since I was on scholarship with the honors college I had to live in what was called the honors LLC Mm -hmm. which is just a floor of the freshman Yep. Dorm. Yep. So um, we had to actually move in earlier than all the other freshmen, like a day earlier. Mm. I feel like that's kind of less chaotic, though, possibly. Oh, it was definitely less chaotic. So (laughs) we just pulled in. You could only have two cars full of stuff. Oh, wow. And then they had these big carts, and they had people helping you unload your car Uh into your cart, and you would carry it up to your room. Yeah. And unload. Yep. Um, Gotcha. Yeah. That's what, at Georgia Southern, it was like... We lived in a place called Eagle Village, and there was an honors floor. Mm-hmm. I was not in honors, but my roommate was. Mm-hmm. So we, but I think we all, Matt may have moved in earlier than me because he was in honors, and yeah. then I moved in at the same. But it was like the dorm had one elevator, and so everybody oh, really? is like. The other, the other, there were two sides to the Oaks, which is the building I lived in, and the other side had two elevators, and we had one. Yeah. So it was definitely more helpful being the only like. 20 or 30 people moving in. Yep, yep. Instead of however many. And how far is West Georgia from here? Um, an hour. So an hour. Carrollton hour's. is an hour. Now, so did you, you drove separately than your parents that day? Or did uh, you? Yes. To yes, keep your I did. car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is it, what is that feeling like when you're moved in, quote mm-hmm. unquote, and mom and dad are, about, if you don't mind, oh, just yeah. kind of take us through like, how are Melvin and Susan, what's going it's on? It's kind of funny, honestly. So, yeah. Um, we are definitely sad because I'm there first to go off to yes. college. Um, and I remember we walked down to the parking lot because we moved in and then we went and ate lunch and then came back to mm. my dorm um, with Abby and her parents too. Okay. And we were in the parking lot and they were loading up their truck to leave. And they, we were, they were like, okay, like to saying our goodbyes and whatever. And you could tell it was kind of awkward because nobody wanted to cry. <laughs> but it was really sad because you don't want to leave your parents. Because, I mean, I was going home in like seven days anyways to go see them. But okay. you don't think about that. Right. And so um, my mom was like, okay, bye. And she didn't even like, like she hugged me, but she didn't want to get too sad. So she like kissed me through her hand, like <laughs> tapped it on my forehead. Like a blessing. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're leaving. Bye. And they got in the car. Wait, what about I, Melvin? Oh, he just hugged me or whatever Nothing. and got in the car. <laughs> he didn't care. And then um, 
I remember they were driving away and I started crying a little bit and I was like wiping my tear and Abby was like, oh my God, Zoe's parents are driving away and she's crying. What is going on right now? <laughs> her parents are over there like taking pictures and they were all <laughs> hugging and whatnot. Oh, that's funny. That's but, awesome. you know, the yeah. weeds. Yeah. So, okay, any move-in day is obviously a day that is full of, I mean, even, even you know, Moving day is just one of those days that is full. Like, so Georgia Southern is three and a half hours from Atlanta. Yeah. And I rode with my dad. And so we had three and a half hours to, like, to kind of dwell on the fact. Like, with, with Southern, yeah. you can't just, like, swing back home. Oh, no. You know yeah. what I mean? And so when, when it was fairly emotional when they left. I don't remember it I super I cried before, intensely. too. The like, night I before remember, something? like, the night before we were packing up the rest <laughs> of my stuff. I started crying. My dad was like... We'll transfer you to Barry. You don't have to go. And I was like, <laughs> no, I have to go to college. Yes. Like, I can't. Oh my goodness. You have to like shake Mel, like yes. slap him. Come She's on, Mel. like, we're just not, we're just not driving her tomorrow. We're just not. <laughs> so that, and I guess that's what I want to ask is like any kind of advice for, for seniors who are looking down the barrel of move-in yeah. day in terms of like, emo- what emotionally, what what's okay to feel what's yeah. not you know things like that um, what's going on I feel like it's okay to be sad it's okay to cry because mm-hmm. you're you're going somewhere new like you don't know what yeah. it's going to be like but you can't just sit there and be sad mm. the whole time after they leave like we yeah. got out of our dorm we went and did stuff we explored campus and we were fine mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. an hour <laughs> yeah care. yeah yeah that's good and <laughs> so. it's nice that you had so Abigail Welchel mm-hmm. room with you, but you guys knew each other from high school already. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. So, so well, let me back up. So in terms of move-in day, mm-hmm. it's okay to be emotional. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, because this is a huge, oh, yeah. this is a huge step. Uh, and, and mom and dad are kind of leaving, quote unquote. It's, you would say, it's totally okay to let, to feel all that. Oh, yeah. To feel all that weight and that emotion and that, and that's totally okay. And so the next step in terms of college, so mom and dad have, have, have kind of done their thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they've moved. Now it's time to, like, make some college friends. So, like, so, Sandra, you stayed home for college. You already, in terms of your friend group, because we'll, we'll have a lot of students stay here and either do Highlands or Shorter or Barry uh, or a mixture or things like that. Um, in terms of keeping friends slash making new ones, so, you, you know, you're at Barry, you're at school with students from all over the country, but also you go home and you keep the same church and the same, like, that friend group is still here. Do you, is there a balance? Is there, is it just, you re, did you really just stick more with one group? What does that look like? So, I stayed friends with people that I was already friends with in high school, even though they had gone to different schools, but... At Barry, they have SOAR, which is like the orientation thing. Okay. And that's where I met most of my friends because we mm. were in the same um, intro class, like the BCC 101 class, which is like an introduction to Barry kind of thing. Yeah. And because we were all in the same major, mm-hmm. so we all just kind of hung out together. And that kind of gave me an advantage already having a church here and having friends from here because then when people were like do you know a good place to go to church or do you Mm. know where this is or that it's like you could kind of help them out Mm -hmm. and bring them to your church or if they didn't like if they liked your church but they found a different church like you could kind of tell them people that are at that church because you may know some people but Mm -hmm. it was helpful in some ways and then it was hard in others because there nobody that I went to high school with went to Barry that I was still friends with. Okay. So it was hard with that cuz there was people that you were friends with they were at different schools or yeah. you didn't really see them anymore that kind of stuff. Mm. But So you you kind of had both like you had that home base to go back to. Yeah. But since none of them went to Barry, you really did kind of have to start over a yeah. little bit with meeting people. So in terms of starting over, how did you meet some, you, you mentioned your, so for me at George Southern, it was called FYE, first year experience. There's yeah. a class, what's it called at West Georgia? Like the class that all freshmen have to take, or did you have to we, do that? We don't have one of those. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be done with Zoe for a little while. I think. I'm just kidding. Um, no, okay, gotcha. So you, you talked about that class you met. Mm-hmm. Is there, were there other ways that you met, or was it really more through that class or through your major? Or 
there How did was you meet people? that class and then you'll also have classes like your other classes you'll meet people in there and mm-hmm. kind of become friends with them with like their study groups and that kind of stuff but mostly I just made most of my friends were in that one class because we had most of our other classes together too nice so that was helpful walking in on the first day and knowing most of the people in your first class mm-hmm. that is helpful so you so you made some friends at SOAR mm-hmm. so you met friends at orientation okay so Zoe in terms of like because you had Abigail Welchel you uh-huh. had kind of like that home base to uh-huh. go back to um, and not that that's the only reason, oh, yeah. but like you guys were friends, but so in terms of meeting new people and this, yeah. and this is really for both, but like in terms of just meeting new people in general, cause I don't think either of you did Greek life. Is that right? So how yeah. did you, and, and we'll, and like next week we have Abby who was very involved mm-hmm. in Greek life, but or Abby Blackman, sorry. Um, so, so Zoe, how did you meet yeah. new people? Um, so I met a few new friends, but I also had not only Abby, but like my whole friend group from Model. Oh, really? Like so you had a big group. Little, like, That's four nice. girls yeah. went to West Georgia. So we had all of us. Um, at orientation, I didn't really meet a lot of people just because mm-hmm. all, of, all of those girls went to orientation at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we like swip swapped our rooms. That way we could all stay in the same nice. room. Nice. But um, one of my friends, uh, her name is Caitlin. I met her. She's actually lived right next door to me. And we got closer through Honors College because she was in Honors College with me. Um, she also knew Abby beforehand, but not me. And we went through recruitment together. Okay. Um, and then I met a few girls going through recruitment. Recruitment. Uh, rush. Oh, so you rushed, rushed. but you didn't I, actually yeah. finalize. Okay, got yeah, it, got yeah, it, got yeah, it, yeah. got it. Um, uh, what, who else? Um, some of the people in my hallways I met, but... Mm-hmm. It's different at other colleges because I've met people from other colleges, but at West Georgia, if you live on the Honors LLC, you might not see a lot of those people hmm. because I don't know if it's something about the people that choose to live in the Honors LLC. They're just not very social. Yeah. So you see a few of them and a few of them I'm friends with, but not very many of those people. Um, and then it's just like we would meet a friend from class and they would start hanging out with us. And um, since we had that core group, it's like whoever became friends with Mm-hmm. The random one just kind of got pulled into our group anyway. Like, yeah, we just kind of built our group instead of creating a new one. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, so I, we had a group on the honors dorm that that they were like the honors dorm friends. Like, they mm-hmm. all clicked. But like, my Matt Wellborn is the guy I was with, and he and I, we did not mesh with them. Not oh, a, me and Abby didn't really either. It was like me, yeah. Abby, and Caitlin. <laughs> Not as much, no. yeah, and and not in a bad way. It just no. we just didn't take. Um, I made my good friends. I took uh, math modeling, which is the lowest class you could take for math at Georgia Southern. Go Eagles! Um, and I saw two girls in there, and then we went to, and then I went to lunch, and I saw them both sitting alone together. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, and I they had, we just had that class, and I legitimately I'm not trying to spiritualize it, but I. I literally prayed real quick. I was like, Lord, I need some friends. Please help. And I just approached them. And I was like, hey, weren't, weren't you guys in the class? And, and we sat down. And they literally, like, Ashley and Lauren are still good friends of mine today. Like, we just kind of connected like that. And then I made some friends. Like, once you build that first connection, I think it's important to know, like, for, for juniors and seniors who are about to start college, that as a freshman, if I think everybody has that like tinge of desperation to find that community so as a freshman don't be afraid to reach out because you're not the only one who is trying to find that family is that is that fair does that make sense is that right did you guys feel that is that the right way to say that um i would say so yeah yeah i just think it's that I think that's so important is to understand like as a freshman everybody on campus is brand new because they're all freshmen Mm -hmm. so like they're all trying to find those friends so like throw yourself into things Mm -hmm. like try to join like an intramural team or go to did you guys did either of you well I know Sandra you had PVN were or so did you was PVN kind of your religious place to go yes okay because Religion, it varies different. It's just 
Yeah. It's just weird. Like, (laughs) this was kind of my, like, being a religion major, I guess, I didn't realize it until I was a religion major that, like, there's so many different things at Barry, and they don't really go together, and it was just kind of, like, good to get away from that and be able to Mm -hmm. come here and it just be like, okay, yeah, it's it's okay. This is where I need to be and not necessarily there yeah there's a lot i feel like there's a lot of different well, let's talk we'll talk about that in just a second the um, zoe did you like so you met students more through classes and sort of thing um, we we had a um group to go to we went to this thing called ccf which is christian college fellowship okay yep um and it was tied in with one of the local churches city station yeah um and we met a lot of people through that too gotcha mm-hmm. okay well since we're kind of leaning that way Let's talk about religion a little bit. So let's do, I guess the first place to start is, so in terms of like figuring out a church home as a college student, what does that look like? So like, so Sandra, you already had a college home, or excuse me, a church home in PVN. As you get to college, did PVN become, did, did, the, did the relationship change at all? Did it deepen? Did it stay the same? Did it become more important? Talk about that a little bit. Um, I think it wasn't, like, in high school, I was always in youth. Mm-hmm. But I think in college was when I really realized, okay, I need that safe place to go. I need yeah. that group kind of thing. Just because it was very eye-opening at Barry, walking in there, not knowing anybody, but then I could come here, and I knew people, and mm-hmm. I knew how things went here, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like my safe place to come. Yeah. Like, I came here, and it just kind of like made me feel better, mm-hmm. and more like I was at home. Mm-hmm. Kind of like... A lot of times when I was overwhelmed and stuff at school, I felt like I could come here before I could go home yeah. kind of thing, like on mm-hmm. Wednesday nights and Sunday nights and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, and that'll be good because a lot of students who stay, who stay home for college, their relationship to their home church will change as yeah. a, from, from that high school student to that college student. Would you agree with that? Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I would think so too. So Zoe, you obviously could not keep coming back to the like mm-hmm. the phenomenal teaching from oh, your yeah. youth pastor, right? Um, so in terms of finding a church home yeah. at West Georgia, talk about so two things. Let's mm-hmm. do in order. One, and, they, and I'm, I'm sure, I would imagine they would uh, collate, they would mm-hmm. go together. Finding a church home, mm-hmm. but also is there any sort of and you already mentioned like a, a Christian organization mm-hmm. that you maybe hooked into. Um, so let's talk about both those things. Yeah. How did you find a church home? So I had two main churches that I just visited back and forth. And how did you hear about these two churches? So the first one, um, actually through Abby, she knew somebody from her old church that had become like a pastor there, like a children's okay. pastor. Yeah. And so he that whole family like brought us there mm-hmm. and that's midway but it's actually in Villa Rica so it's like 20 25 minutes away from campus okay um and my the first time we visited that church on a Sunday morning my dad actually live streamed the service Whoa, too yes. so it got his approval cool. as well interesting yeah it's a good um, point it's a really good point yeah you know Melvin we, he had to know that that was the right <laughs> stuff I was listening to. Absolutely. And then um, the second one is City Station, and it's probably around five minutes from campus, mm, right there. Nice. Um, yeah. And we heard about it through CCF. And our friend Lincoln, that also went to high school with us, he is in their worship band now, their college worship band. So Link- Lincoln is a good worship, yeah. like, worship person name, oh, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, and so we went with him and um, CCF just kind of brought us closer to City Station because you see the same kids on Thursday night that you see Sunday morning. on Sunday morning. Got it. So um, I love Midway, but it's just so much easier yeah. to do City Station. Yeah, convenience is, mm-hmm. is... Well, and that's a really good point, too. It might be something to recommend for students who, if their parents are concerned in terms of, you know, what's... Because we'll talk about that in just a second because there's so many messages in college and that sort of thing. 
but being able to live stream, especially now with COVID and so many churches going online, and, and I intend, I imagine they'll be staying online. Mm-hmm. That may be something for people to recommend to their parents to say, look, if you have questions about what I'm learning about, live stream their service on Facebook or, no, or watch it. My dad it. was texting me in the middle of that service. Wow, that was a funny joke. Like, <laughs> I love this guy. I'm so tired. Amazing, Melvin. Now, how did you get affiliated with CCF? Okay, so... Um, and... and is that your, like... That's where I go. That is your thing. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to have, put too much on we that. We have BCM as well. Yeah. Um, ba- Baptist Collegiate Ministry. Yep, correct. But um, I, I just chose CCF. Like, we just yeah. we just started going there rather than BCM. Um, but we... I don't even know how I heard about CCF. I think I heard about CCF from the same little family that brought us to Midway Mm because they both graduated. A couple graduated from West Georgia and they went to CCF when they went. But also, um, when I went through recruitment, the, one of the girls I met that night Mm -hmm. was also, um, in the worship band at CCF and she brought me there that next Thursday. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So you get, so, and, and I think too, like, relationships are so huge in college like mm-hmm. like you've both have said so like Sandra you said you know PVN being that that safe place where you knew people where you didn't have to because getting to know people is kind of exhausting like you've got to work the energy up you've got to put yourself out there it's very draining it really is it's nice when you've built those relationships and then Zoe you said like you know the whole way you found out about tell me the not midway but uh, city Station. City Station. The church at City Station. I forgot. Southern Hills. The City Station is where it is. Southern Hills at City Station. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 But like the way you found out about that is through CCF. Mm-hmm. And the way you found out about CCF is through relationships you already had. So like I think that's just a big push for for juniors and seniors as they think about college is like once you're there, do the best you can to, mm-hmm. to put yourself out there and to meet students. And I would hope that Christian organizations especially are going to try to do the best they can to like, like I, so I did BCM at Georgia Southern and we had like, like the first year of, or the first year, the first week of classes, they had like a different activity every night. Mm-hmm. Like we had a food fight one night. Um, they did like a, a talent show, which was super weird. I don't think we did it again. But like just different, different ice-breaking ways for new students to come and kind of feel, feel welcome and, and, and find a place to fit in. And like mm-hmm. relationships, I think, are, are extremely important in college. Um, let's talk about this, too. In terms, of, in terms of at college, like, you know, and Sandra, you alluded to this already, but college is where... Even, even when you stay home, quote-unquote, college is, is, at least in my experience, you really leave the bubble. Like, you really start to... You're not fed your belief system anymore. Be, and it doesn't have to be religion. It can be, what, what does a, a good family look like? What does a good friend look like? All these different things. You get exposed to all these different messages in college. So, but let's hark on religion for just a second. Um, as you are in classes and that sort of thing, you ha- I would assume you have, for the first time ever, you have teachers who don't have the Ten Commandments on their wall or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and things like that. Culture shock or not as bad as you thought or w- w- what was that like? It wasn't really a culture shock until I walked into my first religion class. Really? And then it was kind of like, oh, wow, this yeah. is different, yeah. and I don't know how I feel about this. Right. But to start with, it wasn't bad because I was an education major. Most of the professors that I had were from around here, and so and I knew several of them from my dad working at Barry. Right. And so it wasn't that big of a deal, but as soon as I swapped over to a religion major, it was, mm. I, it was very eye-opening. Yeah. And I was, it was kind of like, what have I done? And is this a good idea? Yeah. Like, but can there you, was no going back. Can you open up on that a little bit? What was so sh- like eye opening or shocking or kind of so interesting? My advisor, who is my first religion, well, the first religion class I took 
it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. It was Old Testament, I think. So it wasn't right. that I obeyed. I would hope not. <laughs> yeah. And then I took a world religion class, okay. and the professor was Buddhist. And I was wow. like, okay then. And I was a little worried. But yeah. it ended up being fine. And he ended up being my advisor. And he was very, like, he would listen to you and hear you out kind of thing. But, like, he also had his side of it and what he believed. But yeah. he was kind of like, I'll respect you if you respect me kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But mm. the first couple classes, I was like, I really don't know what I've gotten myself into. Yeah, interesting. Well, and so, well, let, I'll say, let me write that down. Um, so, Zoe, kind of the same yeah. question. And, and, it, and if it's not extreme, that's okay. Yeah. I think that's something that we can talk about as well. Like, so you've only been at West Georgia for a year, mm-hmm. but like, have you encountered, and again, it doesn't necessarily have to be Christianity per se, but just worldview changes in general, outside the bubble, maybe not so much. What is it, what has it um, been like for you? I feel like it hasn't really been brought up in any classes. Yeah. Maybe as much. Um, they just don't, that's not really a subject that they touch on or they're like, I have my beliefs, so I'm gonna keep them out of this class. Yeah. Um, but this is what the material covers. Um, and then the biggest thing I would say is just being around different, um, and not in any sort of bad way, but being around Mm -hmm. different students that don't really hold the same values that you do. Yeah. Um, or they can see more, um, leniency and free living than you're more comfortable with coming from little small town (laughs) Christian household Rome, Georgia. Sure. Um, and that can kind of be shocking because you're like, wow. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, yeah, right, right, right. Your roof's on fire, and you yeah. guys, don't, you guys are cool. You, you yeah. guys don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's not, it's not like in your face. I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I think that's so important because, like, so a couple things that I would say. I'm gonna say something, and then you guys tell me if I'm right or not so much or whatever. Mm-hmm. From, you know, you you have, I, you just picture certain parents and, and certain students who maybe are really concerned that, that it's going to be like, like the movie God is Not Dead or something, where like they go into the class and the teacher is like, you're a Christian? Ha, ha, ha. Here's this atheist textbook. And, and, and they just get thrown for the loop. and almost, yeah. I, From my experience, it wasn't so much that as opposed to it was really in the relational aspect in terms of meeting people like not so much the professors in the classes but meeting the people who are buddhist or who are atheist or who really don't know what they are and and are apathetic to they don't really care and i'm not trying to bash i'm just saying they they don't religion is not the first thing on their mind and that's where if you're not attentive you can get pulled into things. Yeah. Is that right? Is that the way to say that? I would say so. Um, I would say even more than just the people with the different religions and the um, apathetic, it's the people, um, and not in any sort of like judgmental way, yeah. but the people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I can mm. go here and I can go there. And then you see them going into the pub on Thursday nights, and they're clearly not... Right. Of age, yeah, you know, or yeah. like they're not going there to evangelize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, um, sure. uh, but just stuff like that, like you mm. see them out living their college free student life. Yeah, and then, mm. but they don't own up to. I guess I don't right. know. I don't no, know I get that. exactly what you're saying. Sandra, thoughts on that? Does that? It's a little different not living on campus. Yeah, because I didn't see that as much, but. Um, I guess just seeing people out in Rome is different than like seeing them on campus because they act one way on campus and then completely mm, different sure. out on Broad Street sure. and with their friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and this, this is a really good point, guys. So, because we have such a tendency in our circles, my professor used to call them fire-breathing aliens. We would treat people who believe differently than we do uh, who maybe are wrong about some things, right? That the Bible, you know, you, you know, Mr. Jones lives this way, but I know the Bible says this. Mm-hmm. We tend to, in our minds, in our 
Christian culture build Mr. Jones up to be this terrible, vindictive, bad, the bad guy, quote-unquote. From what I hear from you guys, it's not so much like those people, at least you know what to expect, if that makes sense. The tricky part is meeting people who are more like you and I, who have grown up in Christian circles, but maybe aren't as committed to living that life. And that's where things get messy and confusing. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what I'm hearing? Does that make sense? Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Zoe, let's start with you, and then we'll go back to Sandra. As you encounter people like that, well, let's just do both. So two questions. Mm-hmm. First question, you encounter an atheist mm-hmm. who, and it can be a teacher, it can be a student. They don't believe in God. They don't care that they don't believe in God. They obviously live a very different lifestyle than you. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Now, now, what do you do? Do you, are you, do you totally shut off the idea of being friends with them because you don't really want to get involved in that? Mm-hmm. Do you be friends with them and just kind of live your life? What does that look like for um, you? I, I'd say i become their friend. Like, I have a few, or maybe a few, um, a friend that isn't religious right. at all, that right. doesn't care for it. But mm-hmm. since all of our other friends go to CCF and hmm. talk about stuff and, um, you yeah. know, we do our thing, she goes along with us. And she's like, hmm. I can see how you guys do this right. or do this. And she's slowly, right. yep. nobody wants to point it out because they don't want her to get scared. And yeah, away. right, right, right. But slowly opening up to... Hmm idea of all of us just because we hang out like we normally would and she just right. goes along with us and does the stuff that we would do right mm-hmm. um yep so yeah and uh, then if there was and i'm you know i would imagine just as a freshman but if there is a teacher like so college was the first time i heard a teacher cuss and it like rocked my world <laughs> like i was like what how is he still here? Yeah. How is the principal, like there's a principal in college, how is the principal yeah. not busted in? Like, yeah. So you have a teacher who obviously has different values than you. Yeah. Thoughts on that? What, what do you do or not do? Um, it is a little rattling when yeah. you hear it for the first time or see yeah. it for the first And this doesn't have to be time. about language. It can be about no, anything. but yeah. any, anything that you're just not used to right. that wouldn't, wouldn't go over well at model high school. <laughs> right. Um, but... I feel like the people sitting next to you also get a little rattled if they're in your same shoes, and then mm. you're just like, and then and then the teaching just goes on, and you just pay attention. Like, right. It, this is not just, the end of the just, world. And then you're you're back. Right. Like, it's not this earth-shattering thing that <laughs> no. that sometimes gets built up. Does that make sense though? Yeah, Does that because I think it's sometimes totally fun. And yeah. it doesn't happen that often. I feel like. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you go to a college. I think in the South, there's still that, and not that you have to, but like. Yeah there's still kind of that Bible Belt mentality mm-hmm. of, of, and, that, and that, that level of respect, too. But, but I think that's a good point, though, that it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's not, you know, you, you will meet people who believe differently mm-hmm. and who think things are right that you think and know are wrong. And, mm-hmm. that's, and, and somehow you're still alive, <laughs> amazingly. Like, you're, it's, it's okay. It really... Yeah. And I think that's encouraging. I think that's good to know. All right, so that's the first thing. Okay. Um, so Sandra, let's, let's flip that question over to you. So like at Barry, you know, you meet, well, let's talk about your, your, one of your religion professors. So you have a professor who believes differently than you do, uh, smart guy, obviously we teach at the college level. Was that a game changer for you? Was that a deal breaker for you? Is that not a big deal? What does that look like? So I learned a lot from him in Mm. that world religion class, just because people are so quick to be like, you're wrong. Mm. And I feel like you can't really tell them they're wrong until you understand why they believe it. Yeah. And so he Good was point. very open about why he believed in what he did. Yeah. And it kind of made me think mm-hmm. about why I believe what I do. Yeah. And so having that conversation, because he was my advisor, and he was like, you know, I can tell, like, there are sometimes in class, like, you mm. just had that look like, I am so uncomfortable right now. Like, this is not okay. And he would just sit down and be like, what makes you uncomfortable about this? And he would talk it out kind of thing. And he was very open about his beliefs, but he would also sit down and listen to what you believe and be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And just having those conversations Mm -hmm. helped a lot for me Mm -hmm. and learning all the things I did 
and why people believe the things they do kind of help open my eyes and make it easier for me to have conversations with people. Yeah. I think, I think you hit on a good point, Sandra. Part, part of it too is college is not, doesn't have to be, and I would even argue most of the time is not this, this huge terrifying ocean for students to get lost. I think a lot of times it's actually an opportunity for us to sharpen our faith, mm-hmm. to heighten our evangelism, to, to become better at loving our neighbor who is different than us. And like you said, Sandra, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to grow up in the Christian system and, and assuming all these truths. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to college and you realize that not everybody else assumes them, you have to now start digging a little bit deeper. Why do I, why do I think that Jesus died for my sins? Why do I even think that sin is even a thing? Um, why do I believe in creation versus evolution or, or whatever that looks like? And and things like that. Now you have to start asking these questions. It really, and it can be a shaky time, but sometimes that's okay. Um, sometimes that deep, does that make sense? Is that yeah. fair to, to say? Um, okay, now the other side. Zoe, let's go back to you. So we've talked about the person who just clearly doesn't believe. What about the other person that you mentioned who you meet now who says they're a believer, mm-hmm. but then in college they live a lifestyle contrary to that um what is your role what is your response is there one does it matter etc uh, etc et i would say uh, i personally just knew what i was supposed to keep doing mm-hmm. and i knew what was right in my mind or whatever yeah um and you can't Obviously, you can't come from a place of judgment yeah. because you're getting all this new freedom. Mm-hmm. And, and um, some people will handle it better than others, and some people will take more advantage of it than others, and that's just mm-hmm. how it is. Um, but if they see that you're different and that you're not doing the same things mm-hmm. and you're staying in... Um, and doing other things, or you're going to different places, or you're hanging out with different people, then um, I feel like in a way, they'll see that, and they'll see how you're flourishing, you're like flourishing, and you're um, uplifted, you know, and you're not sad, and you're not ever distraught, or sometimes you are, but you're not like distraught about things that you're doing, or situations you got yourself into, Mm. um, and slowly they'll just be like, oh, you know, that's mm-hmm. a good way to, to do things. Right. There's not this, <laughs> it doesn't have to be this like. Like confrontation. Like well, this huge clash. Yeah. And you don't, and you, that doesn't mean that you have to get sucked into everything yeah. that they're doing or not doing. And like, like you can't salt, you know, we're supposed to be salt and light. Mm-hmm. Light doesn't do anything if it's in a room that's already brightly lit all the time. Like yeah. you need that. Just like you said, Sandra, it's good. We need, and, and you had Abby too and everybody else. It's good to have that home base. It's good to be recharged and, mm-hmm. and like to have a church home, obviously. But like salt doesn't do anything if it doesn't come in contact with food that needs to be salt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's no point. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, so Sandra, same question. And I would assume, I mean, especially in, in the Rome area too, you, you'll have people who will, be in church on Sunday. You you see them in church on Sunday. They're right there, lifting their hands to reckless love, like the rest of us, right? Um, but then Monday rolls around, not the same thing. Mm-hmm. What is you, what is your role, or what do you do or not do? How do you respond to that as a college student? Um, I just try to be their friend mm-hmm. and let them know, like I'm here if you need to talk to me. I'm here if you need anything, and not tried my best not to judge them for the things they're doing yeah yeah and just kind of be there for them if they needed me and to talk to them if they needed somebody to talk to mm-hmm. that's not going to judge them or tell them you're doing this wrong like yeah that kind of stuff just to be there to listen yeah and I think I think that's a really good point now here's a follow-up and then I have one more question and we'll be done so the follow-up to that is it, now you've both said it, and, and I understand what you both mean, but just to be sure we've got it out there. When we say, so you have a friend who's doing something that you know you don't need to be a part of, mm-hmm. um, 
we don't want to come at them from a place of judgment. Mm -hmm. And I understand what you mean, but there is, at the same time, you need to be sure you have made a judgment call in your mind in terms of, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So elaborate, Zoe, on what you mean with, it's good to judge, but at the same time, don't be judgmental. What are you talking about? So, um, I'm trying to figure out. For example. Yep. Um, whenever I went for bid day. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us what bid day is. If you don't know what that is, is yeah. it's whenever you get your bid from your sorority, yep. and then you go to the house, and there's a big party, and everybody's excited, and there's music and <gasps> lights. I'm just and, yeah. Wow. Music and lights? Yeah, oh wow. Oh, my gosh. So crazy. Amazing. But um, I, on bid day, sat down with one of the girls that I had met during recruitment and a bunch of her sisters. It was some older girls in the sorority. And we were talking about, um, because I kind of had the shock factor, because mm-hmm. the veil comes down on bid day, you know, you're clean on prep and then partying yeah. and being happy and just celebrating right. on bid day. Um, and you're, I'm not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, nothing bad, really, but I was sitting down because she was like, wow, you look so shocked. You've never been in this situation before. <laughs> I was like, no, I really haven't. Yeah. Um, and we were sitting down, and she was like, you know, um, girls do go out and they do go to parties and they do this and they do that. And they're like, but we love our sisters no matter what. Mm. Um, and they're like, and we'll go with them. And we personally don't do that. Like we don't partake in drinks or, um, do this or do that, but we still love them and we show them love and they come and talk to us about all their problems and we Mm -hmm. guide them with love. And that's what we do, you know? And, um, I feel like that's a good way to live. Like, put it yeah it was brought to me is like yeah we don't do the same things they do but we still show them love and they still know we're here and we still guide them in ways that they don't even realize that's happening yeah um but we do because we don't you know right right no i think that's exactly right (laughs) sandra just to follow up what's how can you how do you make a judgment call right about i don't need to be a part of this but at the same time, not be judgmental. Like, or an, an example, or or what does that look like for you? For me, like, if I had something that I was going through, I would want to be able to sit down and talk to somebody about it without them holding it against me. Mm-hmm. And so, if someone comes to me and wants to talk to me about something, I don't want them to think I have some wall up. And I don't want to hear what they have to say. And mm. I'm just going to be mad that they did that. Right. I want them to be able to come talk to me and mm. me listen to them with my whole heart and yeah. not be like, oh, but that's so bad. Like, I can't be friends with them. I can't right. talk to them. Like, they've done all these bad things. Mm. I want them to know that I still love them mm. and I will still have a conversation with them and not hold that over them. Yeah. Thank goodness Jesus didn't do that with us right yeah Yeah. I I think that's right and and so to kind of close that loop you know judge is such a terrifying word in our Mm -hmm. culture but you know should I walk across the street to get the mail or or not Mm -hmm. that's a you're judging like waiting for cars to come by like judging is 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 a good thing but but it's but being judgmental maybe if that's even the best way to say that is not a good thing. We need to make judgment calls in college in terms of should I or shouldn't I do this? But as we make these judgment calls, we don't have to make them looking down our nose at people. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So closing this up, last question that we have. The the big theme that we've had through this time, at least through what this conversation has evolved into, is just in terms of like, you know, in college you're really coming out of the bubble in terms of, move-in day and your parents not being there having to meet tons of like you don't you didn't go to high school with all these people what do we do and then in terms of new lifestyle choices um teachers who don't believe what you believe and they're mm-hmm. teachers now in terms of both of you guys now sandra i wasn't in youth when you were here but you've been here as you've been working with youth as long as i have and then zoe obviously being on our leadership team um one of my closest members while you were here um, since you're fresh out of here, Zoe, we'll do this, and then Sandra will close with you. 
Zoe, how, and I'm, and I'm not trying to toot the horn or anything here, you, and, and it may not have been as, as shaping, I don't know, the value of student ministry through middle school and high school slash family life getting you where you are before you get out of the bubble. Does that make sense? Before you get into school. What is the importance there or not important? What yeah. is that? Um, I'd say it's really important because um, it instills in you like key values, things that you know are right or wrong off the bat, things that you know you should do. Mm. Um, and if you're living that way for so long, it's habit. And once you get yeah. out of your bub- bubble, you're still going to mm. continue in those habits. Yeah. Um, like one thing we always stressed daily Bible time, having a relationship, mm. like you have to continually build that. Yeah. Um, and seeing other students that didn't have that enforced and like encouraged as right. much. Right. Um, it, it just wasn't habit for like, they didn't know or mm-hmm. not necessarily didn't know, but like that's just not something that was ever been brought up as important to them. So therefore right. they were lost whenever they got out of their bubble. Cause they were like, well now I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody constantly there. Right. But um, once you get into the habit of like being taught how to lead yourself and how to continue in like your own personal life hmm. and building those habits, then those yeah. are going to continue no matter where you go. Yeah. I think, I think there's such a negative and, and it can be taken negatively, but this idea of being drugged to church mm-hmm. all the time, whether you wanted to go or not, we're going. And I see how that can be turned poisonous. I see how that can become it. But to your point, Zoe, having that habit built in you, like for me, I, I was not a Christian until I was 22, until I just graduated college. Mm-hmm. But in college, one of the things that kept the Lord even on my radar is the fact that through middle school and high school, I had to go to church. I had to be, I had to have a Bible. I had to know things about the Lord that I didn't care about at the time, but that when we are in times of crisis, muscle memory kicks in. We just do what we, what we know, right? And, and I think when you get to college, it can be a time of severe testing for your faith. And at that point, muscle memory is going to take over. I don't really, I'm feeling very challenged. I'm feeling very uncertain, but okay, I always went to church on Sundays. So, all right, what are some churches around here? You know what I mean? Like, and that can sometimes be the kindling that the Lord uses to start that fire. So I do, I think it's important to Sandra, same question. So as you get into college, as you, as you are in school, what was the value? And again, you were at, you stayed here. So you could even for you, the same church did the same thing for longer, but what was the value of, of youth and even college um, for you? What has PVN meant? Why was it important, et cetera, et cetera? I think it was more important to me because I knew that I had Bob and Frank mm. and Duty and Kendra and Chris and Jamie and Wayne and all of them like, I could come talk to them mm-hmm. and I could come see them and they had been with me through youth and I still had them to come talk to. Yeah. Like if I had questions, I could call Bob on the phone and be like, Hey, like this is what my professor said. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And talk it out with him. Mm-hmm. And that helped a lot having somewhere to come back to and having looked up to them for so long, like, now I can help the youth or I can still talk to them and mm. have them help me with it, stuff that I was going through. Yeah. Um, two quick things. One, and we'll, we'll start, we'll go back to Zoe. Advice for a junior or senior in youth mm-hmm. in terms of, and we'll get to college students in just a second, but advice to juniors and seniors in youth um, and in the same theme of trying to get grounded in the faith before you get out of the bubble Uh advice on how to do that or what that looks like um i'd say become more conscious Mm. of building that relationship making it strong yeah um 
and continually doing your daily quiet time, praying, going mm-hmm. to church, like even if you don't feel like it, because you need to build the foundation before you get out yeah. of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Sandra, same question to a, to a junior and senior in high school. I don't know, like I was pretty grounded in my faith, but I think it took college and going through freshman year and realizing that I really needed to hold on to that more than I had in high school to realize, okay, I need to get my act together Mm. because junior and senior year, like I was here a lot, but I don't think I realized how much I needed to read my Bible and Mm. pray and do that kind of stuff until I was in college. Yeah. Like it took me a little while longer. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so last thing. So Zoe, in terms of a junior and senior, it could be religious, it doesn't have to be. In terms of junior and senior, just getting ready for, for college. Mm-hmm. Kind of final thoughts as to what that looks like. Um, it's hard to be ready for college. Yeah. And, that's and that's how to sum it up. But <laughs> um, you just got to jump in and get involved. Yeah. And... Um, not be afraid and try to hold back like you can't do that mm-hmm. or you're just gonna sink and you're not gonna yeah. swim with the rest of them so jump out there yeah mm-hmm. don't be sure you swim with the rest of them <laughs> instead of sinking sandra same as junior senior kind of getting ready for college last the last thoughts um spend time with your friends that aren't going to school with you because mm-hmm. i know it was hard for me like um me and Emily were super close in high school. Emily Wallace? Yes. Gotcha. And then she went to Georgia and I went mm-hmm. to Barry. Yeah. And she didn't get to come home as much. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard just talking on the phone. Right. And spend time with them until you go to college um, and be there. Like, don't sit yeah. there on your phone the whole time. Like, actually be there in person with them and Mm. spend time with your family too like Mm. even though I stayed home yeah there were still like nights I was at the library till midnight and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and it's hard on them too with you being in college even though you're still at home because yeah they don't see you as much right yeah yeah man there's so much else that we could talk about we will have to do we would have to do like a part four five and six for that but guys this was awesome thank you so much for helping us um let me pray for us and then we'll we'll be done. Okay.